podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. It's Neil and Paddy back again, and we're in a bit better form than we were the last time. This is probably a bit more sanitized podcast. Uh, well, until a- until after the Liverpool game, I suppose, we'd be a bit more sanitized in our podcast. But uh, there's no harm in that, I suppose. And we're coming to you today. We're going to chat to you a small bit about Liverpool. And then we've got a little bit of a roundup of a little something that we were we were thinking about with regards to the January transfer window and uh and we'll we'll talk a small bit more about that in a moment as well but Paddy first of all how are you doing is it snowing down in Limerick today it most certainly is we were out with the kids playing this morning so uh they were uh, it's the first time I've seen them out of bed before 11 o'clock in the morning since uh Christmas day so yeah, nice uh, dusting, we'll call it, a snow. The, the roads aren't too bad, so. Yeah. I hope the Department yeah. of Education aren't listening in, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not officially back at school until Monday, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 It doesn't snow up here at all. We're too close to the sea where we are, so you just get hard frost. And uh, yeah. I did feel sorry, actually, for there was, I, I was taking the dog for a walk this morning around 7 a.m. in the morning, and there was no, well, when I say an old lady, she was older than me anyway. She was probably in her mid fifties, um, but uh, like literally, she was holding on to a, a, a. It wasn't even a lamp post; it was just like a post on the ground. And as there, I, like as I was walking past, I knew she was struggling with the with the ice. But it was kind of one of those things that that there was nothing I could do. I couldn't just I couldn't just like kind of hold her as she was walking along. So uh, I got her over onto a patch of grass, and then she was able to walk back down a small a bit down the road on the grass. But it was lethal. It was like an ice rink this morning. So it's my good deed done for done for twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it would have been a lot easier if the dog didn't think we were playing some sort of a game and he started trying to run in around and with the lead getting <laughs> caught up between our legs and stuff like that. It was It was mad, but uh, yeah, no, it's all's well that ends. And then you've got to worry about COVID on top of that as well. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, well, actually, she was all she was all masked up. I wasn't, but I was literally like my arm couldn't have been extended anymore when I was trying to move her <laughs> along. But uh, needs must, needs must. Um, so we're coming here talking to you guys about Liverpool today, uh, and literally, I'm going to be bang up uh, honest with you guys. I haven't a notion about how this game is going to pan out. It's one of those games where, by you know, I couldn't tell you if he was to play. If if we were to play all our kids in this game, I wouldn't be surprised. If we were to play a mixture of team, I wouldn't be surprised. If we were to see Bjorn Engels and goals, I wouldn't be surprised in this game. Like I just, I have no idea. <laughs> well, what you might. Going to yeah, I, I, I might question whether he was on the the cooking sherry uh, when he was picking that team or whatever. But uh, I've no idea. I've absolutely no idea how this how, how this uh, team is going to line up. Paddy, have you had any thoughts on it? Is there anything that's no, it's 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 nearly impossible to do a review of what 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 the thinking is really because you know I I think uh, I think Liverpool have bigger fish to fry than the FA Cup this season. I think their their sole uh, their sole incentive this year is to is to retain that uh, league title. So I would imagine you're going to see wholesale changes from them. 
then again, who knows? <laughs> they might all be punished by being put out again, you know, after mm. the, the runner results that they've had. So um, it'll be interesting um, for ourselves. I, th- I think there'll be very few changes. I think, I think we might see two or three. I think we might see Tom Heaton get some time. Um, I think there's a couple of players in there that need a bit of time. You mentioned Bjorn Engels. I think he might get a run. And the other one maybe being Conor Horahan and Keenan Davis. Other than that, I think the usual swapping around of wingers or whatever may come into um, effect. But, you know, I I don't see wholesale changes from us. But then again, who knows? Yeah, it's like... It's it's a strange one. Um, I'm not too worried. As in, I, look, I I could be worried 15 minutes into the game, depending on what they what they play. But uh, I'm not too worried about giving our giving our squad players a go. Uh, if anything, the last six to eight weeks have proven that our squad players are well able to to fit into this system. And I think a lot of the there will be missteps. Like there will be missteps in this game if we do uh, empty the bench and, and play squad players, and that's to be expected. And and I think for me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit back and going to enjoy this game. I'm not going to, I'm I'm not going to be too harsh. I'm not going to mark it too, uh, too harshly, should I say? Um, but I'm expecting to see a lineup uh, that is good enough to go there and play play with the system now that we're in it. What, 18, 24 months, almost about 24 months now we're in yeah. this system. So we and all, a lot of these players, bar maybe uh, Bertrand Shrory, uh, have been in this system for 12 months plus uh, at this stage. So we we, we really, like, there, from the excuse, I, I think a lot of excuses last year was trying to find the system, trying to play the system in the Premier League. And then when you were swapping and changing people in and out, even if, even with your back four, which I know need to be a concerted unit and have to play it together, I think it was more so the, the trying to find the tempo of the system as well was a big thing. Um, so for me, I'm expecting a team to to make mistakes, but to go out there and, and at least we, we should see some some attacking intent and some yeah. uh, good defensive performances from this team. But look, it will all it will all depend on what they throw. They could they could start with a, with a front four of Shakiri or Rigi Minamoto. They could have maybe a midfield of I don't know. They might play Curtis Jones in there. They might take Tiago. I would be blown away if he doesn't get minutes uh, just to fit him up. And and someone like Chamberlain. You know, they can't really swap and change at the back because they don't have anybody back there as in, in reserve. So I think we're going to see a pretty... You might see Nico Williams come in at right back or something like that, but I don't think you're going to see huge, huge changes at their back four. Um, yeah, look, I, I'm excited. Saying all this, what, what could happen as well as Dean Smith plays his, plays his best 11 and takes three of them off at halftime. You know, we just, we just really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. But And, uh, you know, I think... I think it's the FA Cup is not really our focus this season either. The magic of the FA Cup, Paddy. Magic of the Cup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, um, every, every time you hear the magic of the Cup, you got to take a big swig of your beer this weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we um, see you, what is it when Marine are playing uh, Spurs this weekend. Uh, Jamie Carragher, I think, plunked up, put his hand in his pocket or his foundation did to sponsor. Is it Marine, I think they're called? Marine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll see We'll see the magic of the Cup. Because I, I, in fairness, look, I, 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 I do love to see that, the, the potential giant killings. And you think back through the years of teams like Yeovil and and... God, I can't. I can't even think of a couple more. But there's there's always one team. Oval, that goes Telford, all the usual. Uh, Wrexham, yeah. Wrexham, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
they do go on runs, but uh, it could be well, great. From, from our from our point of view, as I said, I don't, I don't think it's our our main uh, objective is to is to go well in the FA Cup this season. Um, but having said that, you know we're all in lockdown. I'd hate to see weekends where we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs with, with nothing to play for. So obviously, I'd like to see us win. Um, I think it's a it's a it's a good uh, good distraction from the league. I just think the most important thing is we get through this weekend. You know, be it what it is, just come out of it unscathed and, and have our best players ready to go against Spurs on, on Wednesday, which I think is the main thing that we've got to look forward to. Paddy, when was the last time we won an FA Cup game? Oh, jeepers. Is it 2016 or 17 we won our f- one, one third round match? I don't know. 2016, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we, I think we've only won one match since we got to the got FA Cup final. final. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've lost our last five as well. Yeah, we've definitely we've lost our last five. Um, yeah. Look, I, it's 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 a Friday night game. Um, this coming Friday night at what quarter to eight? I think it is. And uh, Villa at home be fantastic if we were there, wrapped up in 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 the woolies and and uh, and watching the team but uh we aren't and we'll have to watch it at home look it's 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 literally one of those games that it'll be what it'll be uh i, I haven't seen who's reffing it yet uh oh god we, we, we won't fuck we won't focus on that but um i'm not even going to make a prediction look I, i'm just I'm, I'm i'm going to be happy for a good performance i'm going to be happy for as long as no one gets injured i'm going to be happy as long as no one does anything stupid and gets a a stupid red card or anything like that, or that there isn't any blatantly obvious mistakes for goals or anything. Um, I just want to see coherency. I want to see us. Uh, I'd have no problem us locking it down for uh 120 minutes or whatever it is, and um, and taking it to penalties, nil all draw, and taking it to penalties. Fuck it. I, I, I'm in for anything in this game, and I don't really yeah, mind. I, can, I honestly can't see that happening. I, I'm, expecting nah. a, I'm expecting a lot of goals from both teams. I'm expecting a 4 2 or a Three two or four three, but <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> exactly. It's all pie in the sky for now until we see who, who goes out in that pitch. And I wouldn't put it past Dino um, having a spy at the other end of uh, the M6, seeing who gets on the the bus for uh, yeah. for Liverpool in the afternoon. So time will tell. Watch you though. Watch it. for all for all your leads bashing as well. Look at you turning to Bielsa over there with your with your spies and and trying to <laughs> trying to figure out other teams. <laughs> Paddy, if I was to if I was to to ask you a question, what do the following players have in common? <clears throat> I tell you, I might need some some music behind this one. Joy, Joy Johnson, Alberto Solano, Eric Jemba Jemba, Ashley Young, Sean Maloney, John Carew, Phil Bardsley, Gabor Carroy, Emmett Heskey, da- Darren Bent, John McCoon, Kyle Walker, Michael Bradley, Robert Perez, Enda Stevens, Robbie Keane, Yacouba Silla, Simon Dawkins, Ryan Bertrand, Grant Hall, Carlos Hill, Scott Sinclair, Scott Hogan, James Bree, Connor Horan, Henry Lansbury, Baker Bjarnason, Jacob Bidou, Sam Johnson, Neil Taylor, Axon Tuanzebi, Lewis Graben, Jesus, I forgot. Uh, Lover Kalinich, Freddie Gilbert, uh, Tyrone Mings, Tom Carl, Courtney House, Samata, uh, Borka Basta, Danny Drinkwater, and Pepe Reina. What do they all have in common, Petty? They would all be players that Aston Villa signed in the January transfer window since the transfer January transfer window was introduced back in 2002, I think. 
Correct. 2002. Jesus, yeah, Joey Johnson would have been 2002. Probably would have. Yeah, mm. probably would have. It's mad to think there that you can get as far as the likes of Simon Dawkins. Like, he feels like a million years ago. And then, then you <laughs> well, have... Speak, like Speaking Scott of a million years ago, we, we probably have a whole generation of listeners here who don't realise that you used to be able to sign a player on and off until the end of March. Yeah. <laughs> there was no such thing as a transfer window, which is, it seems like a million miles away, nearly nearly as long as the goalkeeper been able to pick up a back pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, the, the dagger through the heart of of, um, of Dwight York leaving in that in, in, in that fashion, I think was, was, was the biggest one for me. And I think it changed shortly after that, but um. Yeah, they're all the players that we've signed in January. Uh, some good, most not. I think it's yeah. fair to say <laughs> we haven't had the best. We haven't had the best. <laughs> but uh, look, as I say, God loves a trier. And a lot of those, what I can see is a lot of those guys have been brought in to bring in steel to, the, to, to a, a, a team that was maybe floundering at times. Yeah. Or they've been kind of cheap signings to bring in to try and maybe provide a spark, like the Carlos Hill, uh, the the unbelievably creative and 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 um, I would say flashy Grant Holt, another one. Uh, but there's there's been a couple of guys who've come in there to mm. have you know this this. Well, it's mainly, it's mainly been panic boys, really, isn't it? Yeah, and... it, that's what smacks from here. Or the odd Robert Perez, or or. Or even Robbie Keane was kind of... Okay, you might need to stop naming names now because we might get to them again in yeah. a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Paddy, tell me, tell, me, tell me this. Of those, and, and this might be difficult, but who's your top five? Top five is the hardest part. It's, it's, the, it's the top... The worst list is, is, is even... Uh, <laughs> it's very easy because you've got so many to choose from. So my top five, I've got number five, Robbie Keane. Um, might be a bit uh, bit of a hard one for some to swallow, bearing in mind that he was only there for a short time. But when he came in, he made a huge difference to the team and scored some very important goals, which ultimately helped us stay up that season. Um, number four, I have Conor Horahan. Uh, speaks for himself. Yes, still a trend here, Paddy. There's a trend. Still hanging in. No, no, that completely <laughs> changes now. <laughs> uh, number three, Nobby Solano. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tyrone Mings. And number one, Ashley Young. There's going to be a couple of people here that are going to be all over your Twitter mentions. The fact you have Robbie Keane in there and you've got Aaron in there over John Carew. And I apologise um, to absolutely no one yeah, for putting yeah. him in there. There's, there's, there's Conor McGregor, the, the Dublin coming out in Paddy. Um, <clears throat> right. But right. I, did, I didn't put John Carew in for the simple reason that we tr- he was suggested for a number of transfer windows before it actually happened. So it felt like he was there already. <laughs> he nearly go, he nearly gets in for the fact that we got him for Milan Barros for me. Um, and the fact that, look, without him, we wouldn't have would, uh, we wouldn't be able to implement Martin O'Neill's game plan with Gabby and, and, and everybody else. Yeah. Um, so for me, he would be in there picking my top five. I think uh, picking my top five, it would be, and I'm not going to put him in any order. Uh, Ming's definitely in there. Um, I, I probably have Conor Horan in there over over Robbie Keane. Uh, you know what? I, I'm go, I'm going to put in. Um, I like if, jeez, I can't. Darren Bent has to go in there. 
he just has to like he scored some very very important goals for us. Uh, obviously Emil Heskey goes in there. No, he doesn't. Uh, John Carew goes in there. Ashley Young, and I think that's my and look, it's very very harsh on Solano because I know when we did a a, a top uh, best team in my lifetime there during the first lockdown when we were stuck for things to talk about. I know I mentioned about how much I loved Solano, but. You know, Darren Bent, top sign, uh, most expensive signing we had for for years and years, yeah. I, and and I think I think he 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 was poorly treated by you know at, at times you know at the end of his Villa career. I think uh, John Crew should definitely be in there, and and you know the likes of likes of Tyrone Mings, Ashley Young, and Jesus, uh, I can't remember. And Conor Horan probably speak for themselves. Like Conor Horan, one of the one of the 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 freest scoring players I think we've signed in the last 20 years and then Tyrone Mings obviously England international and and Ashley Young is who he is as well you know just just speaks for himself but like there are some there's some guys there on that list Paddy as well and 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 I hate to do this Jesus I absolutely hate to do it but there's a couple of munters in there as well you know that aren't very good uh, and and looking down through the list yeah well I suppose the, way, the best way to sum it up is in my worst list, I kind of did it on worst value and how highly we rated them when they come in and how much of a failure they were. But the likes of Jacob Badu, I completely forgot who he was. I had to Google him. It was only about 16 when he was signed as well, wasn't he? From yeah, Bury. Yeah, was yeah. it Berry or Shrewsbury or someone? Berry, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And then you got, you know, the likes of Michael Bradley and those that came in on the loan. I thought Michael Bradley was good when he was with Villa, and that's where I'm going to get Peltras from the Twitterati. But uh, I thought he was pretty decent, and I actually <laughs> liked him in midfield. But uh, I just think he just it was just so uncertain around him. With like, I think he came in under Julia, and I think it was himself and Bakun were probably in the same midfield from time to time. And I, I don't think that they were bad, but they just had there was no direction in the club at that stage. Maybe. Um, like 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 we had some, had some decent loan signings, I suppose. Kyle Walker was good, yeah, uh, very good on loan. Brian Bertrand was very good on loan. We'd like two of them, uh, two and Zabi, two Sam and Johnson, Sam yeah. Johnson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lewis Graben got ca- ca- uh, got a couple of goals as well, didn't he in the, in the championship season? Till he lost <laughs> interest, yeah, yeah. And Courtney House obviously came on and loan, and we everybody knows how much we we love him. Pepperina kept us up la- well. He did, yeah. Yeah, I suppose he, you, you, yep. an argument could be made. He did. So, um, the, so the Irish boy has kept him out as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, but like, there's some. As I said, there's some not very good. Like, whew, looking down there, like Gabber Croy, the tracksuit pants wearing goalkeeper. He came in. He was pretty dismal. Um, he'd definitely be in my top five kind of wasteful signings. I think you'd have to have Simon Dawkins and Yakuba Silla in there as well. Um, like it's. I think Lover Kalinic must go in there. Uh, we didn't see any, we should have seen stuff out of him, but we just didn't. Uh, yeah. And then, like, Borka Bastin and Danny Drinkwater, you know, they're probably, oh, well, t- can we really call Tom Carroll a signing? <laughs> can we? Is he still playing even? Good question. I haven't heard of him since anyway. <laughs> I think he is. Jesus. Will I give you my top five before you start naming do, them? Do, 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 yeah. Okay, so as I said, I based it on those that we had high expectations for, those that we paid money for, that I was, I was really looking forward to them doing well. So number five, I've got Henry Lansbury. Speaks for itself, big wages, hasn't really delivered. 
hasn't really had a chance to deliver in fairness, but uh, some people will say he's had more than enough chances. Yeah. Uh, number four was Grant Holt. Really expected him to come in and score goals at the Holt end and have all of these uh, talks of him doing so well and, you know, all the headlines written, Holt scores at the Holt, never happened. Um, number three was Robert Perez. Really, really disappointed at how he did when he was there. Um just, number, he was as old as the hills. He was about 36, 7 know, or 8. Or still, you expect a little bit of magic and it magic, just yeah. never really happened. And number two was so bad, they named him twice, Eric Jemba Jemba. <laughs> yeah. Number yeah. one, of course, can't see past him, Danny Drinkwater. No, I don't think, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't disagree with any of those there as well. Danny Drinkwater, yeah. Like he's another one. Like if if you look down through the list, there we haven't had very like like literally the even even an impact from minutes in the field from the guys that we've signed has been pretty poor. Like you're looking mm-hmm. at it there. You're looking at the likes of Yakubusilla, Danny Drinkwater, Tom Carroll. Uh, I know Gabber Croy is going to be a goalkeeper, and he was signed as an emergency piece. But uh, like there's a lot of guys there that haven't haven't had an awful lot of time. Bjarnason didn't play as much as we would have expected him to, I suppose. James Bree barely played at all. Uh, Scott Hogan was injured quite a lot. Carlos Gill uh, played a couple of good games and then was more or less shipped off. Enda Stevens never really played for us, so he played a couple of games like that as well. Uh, you know, it's it's Joy Joy Johnson. I used to love you the Thunder Thunder and left foot, if I remember rightly. He yeah. was he was he was okay in, in a time where we were very vanilla. You know, I love Rick Cannon, she didn't play an awful lot. Gil Bear hasn't played well, he's played a bit, but hasn't played much of recent. And Barker Baston, you know, had his what was it 19 minutes of fame, I think, in Aston for the shirt. So, like realistically speaking, and we're not gonna go into who we would like to sign. I think what the, the exercise behind this was whoever we sign at least has to get on the field. I think that's fairly, fairly important to say, like, and, and, and contribute because like there's a list of maybe about 30, I haven't counted them, but there's a list of maybe about 30 players there, maybe probably more, maybe about 35, 40 players there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the juice ain't worth the squeeze with a lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you said, there's, you know, maybe six or seven, maybe, good, good signings out of that 45, which just goes to show, I suppose, the exercises to determine how good the January transfer window has been for Villa, which it hasn't. And I'd say if you search around, you know, and, and do it to all the other Premier League clubs, you're probably looking at something similar. Um, Like, I know it'd be different for the likes of Chelsea and, and Manu and Liverpool that would spend the big bucks and wouldn't be bringing in... um you know, for for all the world, a filler of a player that's just going to do a job for you for the for the next four or five months, which a lot of them did do and then ended up being shipped out. But it's a strange, strange window. You know, I'd like to think if we're gonna if we're gonna sign someone, it would be of the ilk of Ashley Young or Nabi Solano, or you know, or someone who's going to score goals. But I think if we didn't sign anybody, we might be happy enough with what we have. But it's just it's just a worry that we haven't got enough to get us through. If if there's any injuries or you know, mm. you know, we'll take Matty Target for example. We we I would be extremely worried that we were back up for him. So you know. yeah, I I think the brain trust. Uh, I I think the, I I trust the brain trust as well with regards to to what we have in here. Uh, Perslow is not perfect, 
but he's also definitely not uh, like he wasn't perfect in the previous roles. He's done a pretty good job for us so far. Can't fault the man. Um, and and Johan Lang, this is where he comes in, and I'm sure he's rubbing his hands with glee you now to have a look and see what he can actually do when he uh, he dips his toes in the market because he's only going to get a couple of shots in January, maybe one or two. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to want to. I don't think he's going to want to maybe take too many uh, risks. Uh, saying that, you know, if the price is right, I think we'll sign players. Mm. Um, we might sign players. You might, you might even see a situation like we had with Freddie Gilbert. We might sign players and loan them back to their clubs. So, like, if the price is right in January in a COVID nineteen affected transfer market, whereby especially teams in Europe, teams in like, and I know. I I I would hundred percent mean Patrick Bork when I say this, and I'm going to be just spouting his name the whole time because I think he's really really good. Um, like the fact that Bodo Gilt are, are uh, in in Norway, like they're not going to be able to refuse two and a half million, three million for him. I, I don't know what he's going to cost, so I'm, I'm loath to say that say a, a price, but they're not going to be able to refuse. Uh, say, listen, there's money now while the place is locked down with COVID, and go back there and play with your club for the next for the next six months. And uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of deals, and I think they'd be smart deals to make. I think I think some of them would be smart if they were young players. Um, but uh, we'll see, we'll see. It's all to be written. It's all to be written. And uh, I make no apologies for wanting us to sign every single player in the world uh, <laughs> over the next over the next four weeks. Um, it's uh, I get childish when uh, when it comes to, tra- to the transfer market. So that, be- that's what it's all about, really, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, there, w- there will be lots of players that um, there will be lots of players I think will work well with Villa, and I wouldn't say no to. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah look, I, I just I, I actually like even even though I've seen the list of players that we've seen there, I actually like the January transfer window. I like the fact that it's a, it's something to look forward to. Um, I don't know how I'd feel. I, I don't know though. Does it does the 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 looking forward to part of the January transfer window outweigh the maybe gonna being able to go out and strengthen at certain points at more points during the season than when the January transfer window wasn't there for me, but rules are the rules. And uh, you know, we might as well enjoy them while they're here, except for VAR, because I know people are gonna say, Well, why don't you enjoy VAR? Uh, <laughs> because because this isn't this rule isn't exactly wrong, I don't think. I think it I think it benefits teams in the, in the middle to middle to the lower bracket of uh, of uh, ability to be able to attract players yeah i think it benefits I, I think realistically if there was any big money to be spent this month it would probably only be on ross barkley i i can't imagine there's going to be any marquee signing um you know that's just my opinion on it i think we i think we need a left back i just worry about injury suspensions i think we've covered everywhere else um but it, it, it's it's a, as i said it's a strange strange window we've, we've i think we've with that list we've read out you can see how strange it is so uh next few weeks will tell a tale whether there even is any interest to be spending money but you know, for now, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple go out either. Yeah, um, I know we've got rid of Lovre Kalinic. You know, Henry Lansbury isn't even in our Premier League squad. I think if we could offload him, I'd be very, very happy. Um, and and there, there might be a couple more there. Yeah, yeah, like a couple of people go out and loan. That's what it's there for. Like we, let's start using the market, start using the loan market, start using the transfer market to try and make us better as opposed to making us worse by like previously we might've sold somebody in January and it might've been a problem because we have to replace them. Why not say now that we're on the cusp of wave, now that we're, we're, we're on the up, 
if we do have to sell someone who's in who's in the squad, make sure we get we get enough money that we can maybe replace them with one or two more players, or that we've got somebody coming up from the academy. So you know, I I don't know whether we're, whether we're fully there yet from that point of view. From a selling wise, I definitely think we can utilize loan markets though, um, for us loaning out our players, and we've yeah. been pretty good at that. I think in the last eighteen to twenty four months, so um. Yeah, look, there's a lot to be, a lot to be, a lot to look forward to. And look, we won't have time to draw breath because we're going to be playing games for the first twenty days of of January anyway, more or less. So yeah. uh, I think it'll be heavily back loaded. Uh, although you wouldn't know, considering now we've got a director of football and we do have a a specific um, scouting department, scouting department, but a, a, almost a transfer department itself. And I know that Dean Smith is is involved with it. But look, it's going to be interesting one way or another. This is the first time we get to see the new setup. And it's the first time that we really get to judge them on their, when I, I wouldn't even judge someone on a January transfer window, but we get to see what they're about and, and maybe get a tendency from them, which, which would be good. And we might get nothing from it. So it's just all mystery. It's fantastic. I love it. I love it. Um, anything else, Paddy? Anything we missed? Colin Bell, Man City midfielder, died during the... During yeah, the would, would have been a big hero in my house growing up, but my dad being a Man yeah. City fan, it would so be a, his era. So he's... Uh, my father was uh, particularly upset when he heard the news, but uh, yeah, really, really good player. Obviously, you know, as much as I don't want to have any interest in Man City, the interest is there mm-hmm. um, by default. But uh, yeah, God rest him. He's a, he was a smashing, smashing player and well thought of there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else, Paddy? Did I miss anything else? I don't think it is. I, I don't think so. No, no. I think I think we're all covered. All covered. Hopefully, we're not uh, in the same situation this Friday as we were last Friday. And looking back on, you know, an, a wrongdoing, I should say. So let's hope that the you know everything plays fair. If we lose, we lose, and it doesn't ruin our weekend like VAR and bloody referees can so that's all I hope for that's all I wish for especially with the match being on a Friday the weekend is a very very long weekend at least there's plenty of FA Cup games to watch Uh, looks like it's going to be a cold one here in Ireland I'm not sure how it's going to be in the UK so uh, I I don't think um, our old friend Rick Leong has to worry about uh, wearing his for the love of Paul McGrath hat in in California for a while (laughs) he's promised he's going to wear it surfing <laughs> uh, so you'd be the only man that, yeah, wearing, wearing a, a woolly beanie hat surfing I, I want pictures of that that'd be yeah. fantastic <laughs> uh, but no uh, I, look thanks to everybody that's um, the, that uh, contacted me about the hats there's still a few available if anybody wants them let me know and I will try and get them in the post ASAP um, that's going to do it for today uh, thanks very much to everybody as I say as always for listening you can catch Paddy on at Villa Paddy you can catch me on at, for the, uh, at Love McGrath pod um, it's look it's 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 FA Cup against Liverpool might as well go out and win the bloody thing that's my that's my view on it uh, it's very simple very Long simple overdue. yeah very simple uh, team talk for me uh, for, the, for the lads look it's the FA Cup might as well go out and bloody win it uh, and that's basically what I'm going to leave leave the podcast on and all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Hold the back page. Breaking news. 
Unfortunately, it doesn't bring me any delight whatsoever to announce this, but Aston Villa have just confirmed that the club has closed its Baltimore Heat training ground after a significant coronavirus outbreak. Large number of first-team players and staff returned positive tests after being routinely tested on Monday and immediately went into isolation. A second round of testing was carried out immediately and produced more positive results today. So first-team training ahead of tomorrow's FA Cup match with Liverpool was cancelled and discussions are ongoing between medical representatives of the club, the Football Association and the Premier League. When I said I was I was up for anything in this Liverpool game, I fucking wasn't up for that. No. Well, look, it, it, it changes everything. You know, we, we could be looking at a cancellation tomorrow night. And I think the most important thing is that everybody is okay and yeah, safe yeah. and well. And uh nobody is putting any dan- any further danger. So um fingers crossed, you know, that it's minimal. And people's symptoms aren't too strong, and you know we can we can get through this. We could be looking at a cancellation, as I said. So, um, it is what it is. What it is. Unfortunately, that's the way the world has gone, and it's it's not going to be the last of them. So, um, yeah, you know. it's, it's unfortunate. It's had a significant coronavirus outbreak. Yeah. Lends me to believe that you know we're not talking one, two, or three people here. We're talking, you know, a, a good share of people, um, uh, which is like just the most horrible. Horrible, horrible. Uh, I suppose news to have midweek when you're when you're trying to play on a Thursday when you're trying to play um, a football match. But it's really strange to me that if people um, went into isolation, returned positive tests on Monday, and uh, that it's only breaking now. Um, I know there was forty people that were was it forty players in the Premier League yeah. were found to found to be positive. Uh, this is bad. This is bad from the club. Uh, yeah. point, from the club we don't point know enough about it either because yeah. you know there's there's significant delays with the amount of testing that's going on at the moment, and I presume it's going to apply yeah. to footballers just as it is to the rest of us. So, yeah. uh, as I said, it's only breaking news, so we, we're bound to learn more in the coming hours or so. So, absolutely. Um, as I said, safety is everything. You know, hopefully everybody is okay, and there's no overwhelming symptoms in there. So. Um, and obviously you worry about their family and elderly family and yeah, young kids that definitely. they go home to. Definitely. Anyway, look, uh, there's not more, not much more we can really do or say about it now. Anything we could say now would be born out of passion and, and without the full context of, of information. And as you know here on, on For Love of Pomegranate, at least we try and at least do small bit of of discussion of, of of factual information from time to time, and this isn't something I'd be willing to give my opinion on without knowing the facts. I very nearly did go into a bit of a um my own opinion on it, but I just hope everybody is safe. Uh, we'll know more, I suppose, soon. And uh, look, as I said, it's 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 one of those things at the moment. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. You know what we got to do is just make sure everyone is healthy, everyone is safe. There's no lasting effects from, uh, and that everybody can, um, you know, can 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 resume playing as soon as possible once they're medically cleared and and fit to do so. Yeah, exactly. Uh. Yeah. Not a nice thing to have to come back. And usually, breaking news on a podcast, and you come back, it will be a nice, uh, nice news. But, but this isn't. Uh, guys, we're going to cut it there again because, as I say, I don't want to go speak too much more about it until we hear more from the club. Um, yeah. Stay tuned, I suppose, to any any uh, club sources for any information. Don't believe Absolutely. a lot of stuff you'll see on Twitter. Wait for club sources and wait for wait for verified sources. I suppose with something to do with this. And once again, all that's left to say is up the villa, up the villa.
Social Podcast Network.